Hi, I'm Jenna Louise and welcome to my fourth podcast. Uh, today, um, my friend Beverly has come to join me uh, to tell her story and following very much in the theme of I'm possible, um, but in a different way. And um, I'd like to introduce you to Bev. So, yeah. So, hi, Bev. Hello, Jane. So, um, Bev and I uh, trained as nurses together, and um, Bev pretty much carried on. I did. Yeah. I so, did. and what, what, what was your career path? Okay, so when I, we qualified, I did 18 months as a staff nurse on a female surgical ward in London, which I really loved, and then I got chickenpox and was signed off sick. And at the time that you and I trained, we were expected to do two qualifications, if you remember. Mm. And I thought, this is a good time. You're looking completely like she's making this up, but I'm so not. Um, we, so I thought, this is a good time. Um, I really love my job. I loved female surgical nursing. And I thought, I'll go and quickly get my other qualification out of the way. And then I can go back to my job. So I applied for um, mental health nursing because it was the first course to offer me a place yeah and it was affiliated to our training school so they got me in really quickly and that was an 18 month course and it was interesting because it was the first mental health training course that was purely experiential learning oh right so we didn't do any lectures or theory we just sat on bean bags for ages <laughs> and talked about how we felt about okay. stuff and it was really um, different and actually a little bit risky and in fact the Nursing and Midwifery Council closed the course down as being dangerous oh, wow. to our mental health okay. because they used to get us to engage in lots of activities like rebirthing experiences and talking to corpses like the last person you'd had in your life who had died and one of us would have to lay on the floor under a shroud and then say... <laughs> say these things to this last dead person who was my granny and then the other person we did it in threes would facilitate the discussion anyway that's beside the point so we did that training <laughs> I'm kind of half thinking what I've done with that or <laughs> I don't think anybody could do with that in fact no. one of the guys it was a small course and one of the guys on the course was so disturbed by the content of the course that he left and joined a closed order of monks and never came out <laughs> okay <laughs> But anyway... Back in the day. Back in the day. It's not like that now. <laughs> no, gosh. So when you qualify as a nurse, as you remember, you're expected to do some staffing experience. Yeah. And I went to work on an acute admission ward in London, and it was terrifying. It was really hair-raising. And then at the same time, I had the opportunity to move back to my hometown and buy a house. And it was my life plan to start on the property ladder at 25. Mm-hmm. And I was 25. Wow. So, um, That's quite something then as well. Yeah, and it was a terrible time to buy because interest rates were like 13% yes. or something. Yeah. And my income, I got a job in a day hospital in my hometown and my income was £604 a month and my mortgage was £602 a month. <laughs> so I used to supplement my income by doing boot sales at the weekend. Oh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> 
by you. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't, right into I, I lost contact with Ben for a while. I was thinking, my gosh, all these things I didn't know. I didn't know, <laughs> didn't know what was going to come out. Just tell me to just make a gesture and I'll just shut up and move on. No, no. And anyway, I had this job in a, in a really innovative, forward-thinking day hospital and I really enjoyed it. And I never meant to stay in mental health, but I ended up staying until I left the health service 10 years ago. And I had a variety of roles and I really enjoyed my work. And I worked in a day hospital, I ran a day hospital, which was fantastic. I was a charge nurse on an admission ward. Then I did seven years in a criminal justice mental health team. So I worked with prisoners and did lots of um, work in prisons and did a lot of work with sex offenders and murderers, which was really interesting. And then my last two years in the health service, I headed up a team or three teams working with young people who were psychotic for the first time. So these young people from 13 to 30 who had had their first experience of losing contact with reality. And the idea was you work really intensively with these youngsters for three years. And you would basically, it was, you had three teams across um, the north of the whole of Essex. And that was interesting. But at the end, Towards the end of my time there, I was approached by a woman in a pub, a beer garden, yeah. who I... Um, <laughs> and the woman who approached me in the beer garden had been my first clinical supervisor in the day hospital many years previously. Wow, well, yeah. And, and then when I'd worked in the courts and prisons, she was a magistrate, and she'd, I'd seen her up on the bench, and she'd seen me come up from the cells with the prisoners. And she came up to me and my partner, and she said, oh, it's nice to see you. I'm looking for a deputy to to work with me um, and I need this person to have these skills and this experience and to be good managing people and do you know anybody who might be interested in that job? And I said to her, well I'll think about it and I will come back to you. If I think of someone I'll let you know. Yeah. And she went away and my partner just looked at me and he said, you are so stupid. She's talking about <laughs> you. She wants you to apply for the job. Yeah. So I thought well, this is a big, big decision because I was something like 28 years into health service service. Yeah. And um, I had 10 years to go before I could take my retirement at 55. Right. And um, obviously NHS pension is very good. But the changes were such in the NHS at the time, I thought, I don't know that I can do another 10 years working in the NHS. There's lots of restructuring going on. And I, to be honest, I didn't think I had the personality that would cope very well with this sort of quite cutthroat promotions and demotions and people having to apply for their own jobs. And because I'd been working in mental health then for, I don't know, a considerable amount of time, over, I'd say over 20 years, I didn't really want to go back to working in acute settings again. No, no. So I thought about it, I went on holiday with some girlfriends, talked it through, they all worked in the health service, and they said, just go for it. So... And this has been classic of my career. It sounds impressive, but most of the jobs I've gone for, I've got because I've been the only applicant. I'm quite sure about that. You sound highly experienced to me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, being the only applicant, I believe, I actually got the job. So for the last 10 years, I've been a deputy director of a charity looking after older people in nursing care, residential care, sheltered accommodation and more recently domiciliary care and that's what I've been doing for 10 years right wow that's and that's it in a nutshell really yeah that's that's quite some 
CV, that's pretty impressive. Well, that's, that's that's all there impress is me, I'm, I'm, I'd give you a job right now. Um, so, but lost contact with mm. Bev for, for some time and then we were brought back together through a series of events um, and amongst many of her talents and everything else, yes. <laughs> talented woman. You are a talented woman. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and also a very lovely woman as... Russell Brand. Thank so you. <laughs> I have to get that in. Anyway, Bev is an amazing cook. I love cooking. And, you, and it's a passion, it a is. huge passion. Hmm. So after all these years, um, I mean, is it, you're now, well, basically you've handed your notice in, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So you're, is it something you always thought that you would end up doing? No, or no. Or is it? Just how were you inspired cause to go into, well, you can explain what you're going into in a minute, but... So I thought I would see out my days working in health and social care. Yeah. And it was always my intention to retire at 55, and I'm 55 now. And I've been in my current job for 10 years, and I think that's probably a bit too long to stay in any job, really. And circumstances have changed at work and it seems like a good time now to make a break yeah and um i was on holiday in south africa some years ago and went to a place in one of the suburbs that i'd read about and it was a, a place called the kitchen in woodstock and it was the restaurant that michelle obama visited when oh, really? she and her husband were oh. in south africa a visit for, for a okay. visit some years ago yeah and um, I read about it in Lonely Planet or The Rough Guide or something and um, went to have a look and see what it was like. They just said the food was amazing, go and have a look. So um, went to this suburb and it's on a very nondescript sort of high street, just a shop front that you would walk past without thinking what's in there. But inside the shop is a, a huge chiller cabinet, if you like, on one side, a great big blackboard full of specials and what's on today but in the chiller cabinet are up to 20 different salads that have been prepared that day and you go in and you say you say I'll have a portion of that a portion of that a portion of that and you and the food was stunning it was really mm. excellent it was really busy and you could have a takeaway or you could sit and eat in and I just this is the sort of food that I like to eat yeah and this is the sort of food that I would like to prepare so at roughly at the same time, just by chance, I've always taken a packed lunch to work because I like cooking, so I'd always prepare something to take to work. It was never just a sandwich. It was always a combination of different dishes. And I put it in a Tupperware thing and take it into work and maybe heat it up or eat it cold. And so many people at work were saying, God, what have you got for lunch today? And we come and have a look. <laughs> we hate it when people come and peer over your Tupperware. Yeah. Well, what's that? <laughs> what's that? You're like, I'm trying to eat my lunch. You know, go away. Um, and in fact, I had so much interest from people at work. I started selling lunches at work, just on a very small scale. Only yeah. what I could get ready I could, before I went in. Yeah, yeah. So I'd take it all in. They'd pay me, I think £4 each or whatever it was. And I'd collect all the Tupperware at the end of the day, take it home, clean it up and bring it in the next day. And I thought, well, this, this clearly, it was popular because it was tasty. It was reasonably priced. Several people lost weight 
because they weren't eating processed food and yeah. bread and yeah. stuff like Which that. Which is easy to do when you're in any work environment, but yeah, you absolutely. grab something. Yeah, and it's yeah. usually not the best. No, no. Um, and the other, th- the other benefit to it that I noticed is, is that if I eat bread products at lunchtime, I'm much more sluggish in the afternoon. Yeah, and So yeah. fresh vegetables, I, pulses, plant-based stuff. Yeah, I give me better energy. I agree with that. I think I've, I've definitely come away from eating bread because it, it does exactly the same thing to me. Mm. It's a well-known factor. Yeah, yeah, and I think... Or well, syndrome, I think. Yeah. But I can't yeah. think what it's called. No, I don't know <laughs> But I just agree that I feel I'd rather have... It's funny, I don't know, is it an older thing or just a thing of now that we're all... I don't. It's a sort of food that I enjoy. Mm. And it's definitely... Even the younger people, I think, are... I think younger people particularly are much more interested in yeah, eating healthily. Um, and plant-based seems to be the way forward. It does. Yes. So I started thinking about this, about actually taking this idea further last summer. And I have a very good friend who is going to come into the venture with me. And we are um, starting a business. And the idea originally was to start cooking and preparing vegetarian and vegan foods for people's lunches that we would then deliver to their workplace yeah on a daily basis and that that was the original idea and as as we spent a lot of time in the planning of it and thinking about what we want to do and we're thinking now there may be some practical issues associated with that because of the traffic congestion in the town where we live the fact that the unit that we're going to be renting to prepare the food from is four miles away from the main town centre and we started to think about expanding our idea to include pre-prepared evening meals, pasta sauces, soups and also catering for functions. Yeah. yeah. This is the idea at the moment and I think as we get nearer to our launch which is going to be next July it will probably change again. Yeah, you, um, yeah. you've got to work out practicalities of I suppose money and but things will evolve, won't they? As I you, think they will. Yeah, I mean you've got the the basic for you know a great idea, but obviously mm. you follow what the demand is, which I think in what you said, I feel like all of those would. But um, it's a bit like when you, you you said though, you know that some people don't come back and no, I come cook in from scratch. Whereas you, it's something day. you enjoy and do. I must admit living on my own um i um i you know i'm lazy mm. and i was not lazy have... is it? i think it's quite difficult to come in from work or whatever you're doing yeah. Yeah. and prepare a meal for one well i end up having porridge and berries and I think at night well, <laughs> but um it you know it, i don't always do that but i think if you would could source something i know that you know there are companies but i um, that you knew was properly mm. cooked. Mm. Um, you, it would, like you say, lose weight because that's the other thing. I snack and grab mm. at things because mm. I forget to eat, and then I just snack, and then you, then you're hungry, and then you eat the wrong thing. So, I mean, I, I, think, I had I had doubts that that preparing food like a, a meal for an individual or a family would be of any interest to anybody. But mm. having no. canvassed opinion, it's Someone actually said to me, can you provide me with all my evening meals and all my lunches for work every week? And yeah. I thought, are you serious? You know, that's... <laughs> really? But if, that, if that's... If that, and I think when you live on your own, I think it's incredibly difficult to come in 
and take the time to prepare something from scratch for yourself. You have to yeah. be very motivated to do that. I think if you, especially if you're working, you come in and you're tired. And you're tired. I mean, I can have food in the fridge, but to actually bring all that together mm. or be bothered to... Well, not to be bothered, but, you know, you, you, you come in and you just... Yeah, so, you know, I know it's it's been done in different ways, but I think, mm. um, and especially the fact that you're doing plant-based vegan, mm-hmm. you know, which um, is going to get become more and more popular and what people are going to go back to. I mean, we've, we've decided to, to, to go down that route because firstly, I don't eat meat. I don't know how to cook meat. Mm. So secondly, it's expensive. Yeah. Thirdly, there's lots of storage and cooking um, factors that you have to take into consideration. That's, yeah. So a price is, you know, can be prohibitive. Um, and this, this idea about the evening meals really started because the person I'm going to be working with said, well, so when we take our our pack lunches out to people in their office places. We should take a couple of jars of, say, pre-prepared pasta sauce with us and say, have you got your evening meal sorted? Because we've got some really nice pasta, pasta yeah. sauce here as well. And it sort of grew from that. Yeah. Um, so we're going we're gonna to give that a try and see how that works. And once I taste your pasta sauce, then they'll be more interested in they may well be. the ordering. Because yeah. so you're going to have, like, um, I know it's all... You know, you have you've got ideas, but you mm-hmm. don't know exactly. No. But it could be a website that you could order mm-hmm. from. Um, and at the moment, you're in Colchester. Colchester, yeah. 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 So uh, I think Colchester is an interesting town because it's the fastest growing town in the country. Wow. And you the, said about the, the university students as well. Yeah, we've got the University of Essex, which has got a huge student population, and. Um, the problem with Colchester is it's the fastest growing town with the slowest growing infrastructure, I think. Right. So you know, getting in now is a bit, a bit of a problem. So we're going to have to we have to think, going to think about that. But the idea of pre-ordering, I think, will be key to reduce waste. Yeah. So, you know, tell people what you're going to be, what you have available on so many. Because that's days. the other thing that you're focusing very much on, obviously, which is also very important is sort of the eco-friendly kind of yeah. packaging, the, like you say, no wastage, no everything. Waste. Yeah. So you really are... We um, want to, we'll only sell products that are in containers that can be recycled. Yeah. For example, when I did the um, uh, packed lunches at work, I used to use tiffin tins. Okay. So you'd have a different salad in each, so you could have three, four, five different layers of, of different salads in each, and of course you just then put them all in the dishwasher and they're all usable again the next day. Yeah. Which is quite a nice idea. I mean, it's not terribly practical in terms of taking it out on a scooter or something. <laughs> they seem to manage it in India, but I'm not sure that we're going to mm-hmm. manage it terribly well. But Thanks these are all, it's work in progress, really. So that's mm. the general. Well, that's very exciting. And also, I mean, um, I don't know, just great that, you know, at 55, mm-hmm. which is not an old age by any means, speaking from a 55 year old. To venture out and break away, but actually, if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Sort of thing. So, but it's it's. Well, I could I could stop work now and not do anything, but yeah. it feels it feels too young to yeah. stop and do yeah. nothing. And I do have lots of energy, and I'm quite mm. organised as a person. I can um, see that. I think so. <laughs> but we have we have set a time limit limit on it. We've said we will do this for two years, and see if it works. Yeah. So we're going to give it two years because it, first it might not take off, it might not be practically possible, it might not make us any money, and 
we might not like working together at the end of two no. years. So we no. want to give it um, about the sensible way to go into mm. a new business. Yeah. Um, and your friend is going to carry on her job, isn't she, or something? I think she'll probably carry on some part-time hours. Yeah. Just to give her that stability. Yeah. Because she's younger than I am. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, well, that's really exciting. I'm very excited for you. I'm very um, excited myself. Yeah. I've never worked for myself in my life. No. Not since I did car boot sales. Oh, okay. I didn't make much money then. <laughs> I don't make much money now. No. Well, but how nice. Well, you might do. You might, You just. You, you don't know. You don't know where you're going um, with it, but you're doing something that you're good at and that you love. Yeah. Which, you know... Um, and I think, yes, and that food is gen- my food's generally well received. It's very well received. So, even just photographs of it, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame you don't live closer. Yeah, it is exciting. Mm. I can't mm. imagine how different. Diff- no, you don't, you don't have to overthink that too much, do you? No. Uh, you know, I think you just see how it goes and mm. what it. There's no wrong. There's no wrong. No. You, you've got to follow. Give it a, give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but the other thing, the note on the same sort of cooking thing, which mm. I think is great, and everyone I've mentioned to around here says, oh, "What a good idea!" I don't even know if it exists around here or not. Is that um, Bev has started up instead of a, a book club, we have a cook club, cookbook club, cookbook yeah. club. Yes, yeah, so it's exactly the same as a book club. Which, no offence to anybody who goes to a book club, and I know you go to a book club, but you know, I read a book and I either like it or I don't. I don't really want to sit and pick it apart no. afterwards or get no. people's views on it. It's a bit like doing English literature at A level, isn't it? Completely yeah. ruins the books for me. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that I even read the books, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I do the sorting up notes because there are normally books that I'm not particularly want to read. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so this idea, this Agreed. is not my idea, this is taken from somebody else, it's not okay. like it's my idea. No. Um, but the idea is that you... You started a new one. I started a new one yeah. in, in Colchester. And the, it's a very simple premise, you, you pick a cookbook, um, you take half an hour to go through all the recipes in the cookbook, and you pick recipes that can be made in advance and transported to the venue where you are holding the evening. Yeah. And we do it once a month. So once a month, I send out an email to anyone who's expressed any interest and say, this month we are cooking from blah, and here are the recipes. And then everybody um, emails back and says, I'll take whatever, I'll take the, I don't know, fig rolls or whatever. So everyone can see what everybody else is doing. Okay. And then on the night in question, we all come together in Colchester at a venue, and we're lucky we go to a local pub that the we held on a Monday night, and the pub kitchen isn't open on a Monday night so it's usually a very quiet night in the pub we all pay a five pounds and then we use the facilities of the pub we use their crockery their cutlery they do the washing up we get a welcome oh. drink for a fiver and then we just share all the food that we've brought yeah and it's a way of you know when you buy a cookbook and you might only cook two recipes out of the book or you buy a cookbook because you've seen the recipe yeah and you never cook anything else out of it but this way you're maybe trying I think 16 is the main, the number, biggest number of attenders we've had. You've got 16 different recipes from one book. And then people say, do you know what, I really like all this food and I'm going to go and get the book. Yes. I emailed everybody that said they were interested and said, um, do you think that we should just make it vegetarian and vegan? Yeah. Again, for the cost and again, for the preparation issues. And we've got, you've got to bring the dish from wherever you are to the pub. And it's in the evening. 
And I, I come in on the train from where I live, so I've got to carry this stuff on the, the train. Yeah. Um, and it's important that you're preparing food that doesn't need to be piping hot, for example. And I didn't really get any response to that question, so I just put out the first lot of recipes, included meat and fish. And I think we've been running for seven months, and I'd say in seven months, we've probably had four meat dishes brought along, usually cooked by guys, mm. I have to say, okay. who'd seen they've got to have a meat dish. Yeah. Um, but predominantly, people have gone for the vegetarian and vegan options. And it's, sort of, it's, it's been quite a useful exercise in working out what sort of food is, is preparable in advance, what tastes well, what holds its flavours, yep. and what doesn't work well. And we're sort of using some of those principles to guide the dishes that we're going to be making when we start off preparing the lunches. Yeah. The nice thing about it is it's not a competition. No. It's just no. about sharing food. Yeah. And then the, the what we do, the other, the other really nice thing I like about it is that we... The, the pub where we hold the evening is dead opposite the emergency night shelter. So what we do now is every month we, if you want to, you don't have to, people bring a donation to the night shelter. So at the end of the evening we take a whole, you know, big shopping bag of pre-prepared food, usually breakfasts and porridges and biscuits and okay. things, and we donate it to the night shelter. Because we've had a really nice evening. Yeah sharing food and yeah. these people are on the street with yeah. nothing yeah. and that just that's that that feels like a really nice thing to do as yeah. well yeah that's lovely yeah, oh. so that works very well that's perfect so you're can you say what your company what you're going to be called yeah so it's going to be called Withenhoe Kitchen Withenhoe Kitchen so yeah. look out for that everyone and so you you've already got a few bookings haven't you for, yeah, for parties. parties yeah and you've got your premises mm-hmm. um, and then you are going to hope to set up in or start properly in July in July in yeah. July but so. we take our premises in January okay but you've got to fit a kitchen and stuff in there yeah so just basically it's an empty industrial unit because the, me and the uh, person I'm working with have um, dogs so we can't prepare food in the house with dogs in it right yeah and um, so we opted to rent an industrial unit and then we just fit that out, so it's like a commercial kitchen, and um, we just run it all out of there. Good. Well, I think you are brave, and <laughs> well, no, um, I think it's amazing to do something like this. You know, you've got to try it, don't you? Yes, I think. Um, and everything you've said and everything you've done. A lot of stuff, I, I don't know if I knew about you, but I <laughs> or I might have forgotten, who knows. Um, I, I feel very strongly that you will succeed, Bev. I hope to. Yeah, you will. Like well, I say, I, this time next year I'll be a chickpea millionaire. I hope so. <laughs> and I'm going to be opening my own, one of your branches. You can have a franchise. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, right, yeah. well, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you, thank Jane, you as always. so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. So, thank you, Bev. Um, and it's so interesting listening, especially when she's talking about her career, um, not knowing um, half of, of what she'd done. So we lost contact for, for a while. And, yeah, I feel quite humbled by listening to, to Bev. She's an amazing lady anyway, and she's one of these people that 
is just very calming to be around um, and makes you makes things feel better really um, and I think when I was listening to her talk someone who I already think is absolutely amazing I suddenly realized my god she's even more than that um, so I feel very privileged to know Bev and I think as I said it's a very brave thing at our age okay we shouldn't keep saying about our age but at the same time having had a long career to come out of it and to just start anew um, and I know that from you know she's she's nervous she is she is uh, understandably uh, worried about about it all really it's something completely different and um, but it's going to be incredible I know it is um, so thank you so much um, and Bev you are certainly possible Much better, we'll tear up this part. Every word, every letter, we'll find home. No, it's hard to see the light at the end with every toss, every turn, every bend. We won't sit around and moan. If you've got someone in your life to fight through all the worries and the strife, we'll take the bare necessities over what we need. If you plant a seed, give it care. Go watch it grow, it could prepare. And you can do the same as you lead. Same as you lead. Same as you lead. I've learned that family's more important than ever. Friends will show their true selves, their endeavor. Quality comes through in the end. It's about the cards that you've dealt and you're handling the proof who you are. You've got someone in your life to fight through all the worries and the strife. We'll take the bare necessities over what we need. If you plant a seed, give it care. You'll watch it grow, it could prepare. And you can do the same as you Take it in and breathe.